Welcome to I Heard This Thing. I'm Stephanie Weber, writeress, comediette, terrible Virgo, and I'm here to engage in cool pop culture discourse that you can just regurgitate to your friends. You don't even have to give me credit. It's cool. Today, let's talk about my 25th birthday. I promise you that this goes somewhere cool, so just bear with me. 25 hit me really hard. I was really surprised to find that the whole quarter-life crisis thing was real. I thought I was somehow going to be above all that, like I was too mature to let my chaotic 20s slap me in the face over and over and over again like they did. But it happened, and I did not know what to do with my life. Some context? By the stroke of midnight on my 25th birthday, I had already been in two abusive relationships, graduated college during the recession, which meant I worked a variety of menial jobs, and when the clock struck midnight on my birthday, I found out that one of my plays had been nominated for an award, which is really cool, but I also felt really weird. A lot of ups and downs, well, a lot of downs and one very big up, so naturally, I didn't know what to do next. When people don't know what to do, they seek the help of something. Religion, travel, family, a tough mutter. I went to a psychic. There was actually a really trippy reason I went to a psychic. The night of my birthday, my neighbors threw this comedy show house party across the street from my apartment. It was some kind of fundraiser for some big tour they wanted to go on. And I gotta be honest, I was in my feelings that year. The whole day felt like I was Molly Ringwald in 16 Candles, except it wasn't that people forgot it was my birthday, it was that it didn't matter at all. And in some ways, it felt really grown up to go to a party on your birthday where no one cares it's your birthday. But I had had a string of awful birthdays, like every birthday in my 20s was a total mess. And so this one, 25, finally got to me. Someone set up a tarot reading tent at the party, and I was willing to tip a few bucks for tarot, so I sat down across from the comedian who donned a faux turban and a blanket fort. She shuffled the cards a little, and then had me shuffle the deck and pick three cards. She placed the cards face down on the table and put her hands over them to give me a warning before we started. I want you to know, she said, that I am not a medium. Okay, what did I pay you money for? Then she said, I'm just reading the cards, but I think it means something that you're choosing the cards in these specific areas. She turned the cards over, and I was greeted with intricately designed cards that I'd never seen before. I have never done this. I knew nothing about tarot. I wondered how these colorful pictures could possibly tell my future. She gestured to the first one and said that it was about how a strong man came into my life recently. This has to be your boyfriend, she said with a coy smile, thinking of the guy I had just started seeing who was also her friend. The other cards weren't as straightforward and fun. Her face got really pensive, and she wondered out loud if the next card was right. Uh Uh-oh. She checked a little manual that gave her further information on the cards before giving me my reading, which does not feel good. This card isn't great, she said, and I'm sorry this came up for you. There could be some loose interpretations, but it basically means that you had a really hard year, and when it's positioned this way in reverse, it means that you have another hard year ahead of you. That is awesome to hear at a fun party on your birthday. Um, I wasn't sure what to do next. Do I let my guard down and tell her about the year I had? Should I tell her about my fears? There was a line outside the tent, so I didn't do that. The last card was about how a female friend was trying to destroy me. This one is weird, she said. She looked at me and said, again, I'm just interpreting the card. But this one means that there's a female friend of yours that does not want you to succeed. She might be nice to your face, but actively rooting against you and will ultimately hurt you. Oh, I said. 
Do you know who that could be? She asked me. I think she just wanted gossip. I shrugged and said, I have no idea. You don't have to take it to heart, she told me. Just be careful. Okay, I left the tarot tent and talked with someone outside about the tarot reading. He seemed genuinely weirded out about his experience, and I wanted to ask about the specifics, you know, trade card information, but that felt like really intimate. It felt like asking someone what they confessed to a priest. Am I supposed to know that? Probably not. So this is all a prelude to the real psychic I saw. Buckle up, baby. Three days after the house party, I took a long walk after work in what, again, I was still in my feelings feelings. After an hour of walking, I came across a psychic storefront that I had walked by a million times before, but today its red and purple lettering sang to me. I literally did a double take as I walked past and followed the neon lit stars on the sign into the shop to see if a real psychic's tarot reading would be different from the random girl at a party who explicitly told me she wasn't a medium. So what would someone with the gift say? You know, I figured I might as well get swindled as a birthday treat to myself. The small woman with crinkled red hair that looked straight out of a painting of a Celtic witch told me to sit down. She had a vague accent, but mostly sounded like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to do the voice, by the way, just in case it is like Romanian or something, and I just don't know that. We'll pull three cards to start, she said. Then we can go from there. She had me shuffle the cards and talk to the cards in my head while I shuffled them. I didn't know what to say to the cards. Like, hey, cards, be gentle with me. It's cool. It's my first time. I can't remember what I was possibly pretending to say to them in my head, but I do remember feeling very self-conscious that she was watching me shuffle the cards. I did the same thing that I did before. And do you know what happened, dear reader? She pulled the same three cards. The same damn cards. You guys, it was the same cards. I tried to keep my best poker face throughout this, but inside I was screaming, them's the same cards. You just met a man who will become important to you, she said. I nodded. Yeah, my new boyfriend. The other person told me that. No, she said. It's not him. I cannot help these things, but it's not him. Whoa. (laughs) Shot through the heart and not in a Cupid way. Two men are vying for your heart, one older and one younger. Be open to the younger man. This man has a younger energy and he'll be the rock in your next year. She looked at me as if the card was, like, really giving her all that information, and then she said, do you know who that could be? Why do these psychics want so much gossip? I shrugged and figured the older guy had to be the guy I was dating, but a younger guy? I don't know. I just started a new temp job, and there were some younger dudes I was becoming friends with, and one texted me, happy birthday. Is it him? She then said, you had a very difficult year, and you're about to have another one. So that's awesome and chill to be told that by two different people in the span of three days. She moved on to the dreaded female friend trying to destroy me card, and she said the same exact thing. And then she asked me, do you know who it could be? I shook my head, but decided to reveal, finally, my previous tarot reading, which made the psychic go all in on her mysticism. Her gray eyes got wide, and she said, yes, this woman is using black magic, not white magic. It is a dark energy, and you need to protect yourself. Whoa! I was certain that she was about to offer me a spell or some other service that would cost me like $100 to protect myself against the dark witch I was apparently friends with, but she moved on to talk about my past. And she told me so many things that started to get actually kind of specific and or I was in the right emotional place to feel that way. And the stuff she ended up saying, it felt like she was reading from my diary. And I got really emotional, like tears coming to my eyes emotional. Then she said, oh no. There was a bad man in your life recently. There were two. And the relationships were like living in a nightmare. 
And then I did cry. It was the specificity of two that got me. Like any young person in their 20s probably had a relationship that was something of a nightmare. But she said two, two, and that was true. It made me emotional to be seen like that. And then she wanted to do my future, and she asked me, would you like me to withhold bad news such as death or illness? I shook my head, thinking nothing could be so bad. Like, I was paying her, so if she wanted a big tip, she should probably tell me that my future is going to be amazing. Again, she's reading from old cards, so what could be that bad, you know? And then she said, one of your parents will die in the next three years. Uh, excuse me? (laughs) She reached forward with her soft tan hands and said in a soothing voice, it's very hard to lose a loved one. She said it like it had already happened. Like, what did she know that I didn't? I had a million questions. Not only that, but she was right about my past. She had the same three cards. So could she really know my future? Could she tell me which parent would suddenly die? And the next three years timeline, wow, that stuck with me. For the next three years, I was practically in tears anytime one of my parents so much as coughed. She continued, you're taking a trip soon. Considering it, I said with a shrug, that play that I've been nominated for an award, I was hoping to go see the reading in New York. I thought it'd be a fun thing to do, but I hadn't decided for sure yet. She leaned back and said, you need to go. It will help your career, but not in the ways you think. But it will, so you should go. At the end of our session, she bragged to me about how she's a really good psychic um, and a psychic to celebrities. She had a framed picture of her and Lady Gaga. That was the only celebrity she actually mentioned by name. She insisted that if I need some kind of spiritual cleansing, that it would be really good for me. And she told me it was probably going to be way more expensive. So I told her I'd consider it and that the reading just had me really drained. I could instantly see why people would go to a psychic. It felt like having someone nudge you in the right direction, like spiritual therapy, whether it was phony or not. The odd thing is that a lot of what she said came true. That guy I was seeing soon broke up with me. I became flirtatious with my younger coworker while the ex tried to get me back. Two men vying for my heart. I opened myself to the younger one, and he became very important to me over the next two years. I went on that trip and was convinced to move to the city. It did help my careers in ways that I didn't think. The only thing I'm still unsure about is that female friend. I mean, of course I have ideas, but those cards were so dramatic. My parents did not die in that next three-year period either. Thank God. I can see how and why a psychic is such a powerful character to introduce to any story. So today I wanted to talk about film psychics, and specifically a film that is all about psychics. And my guest today is the only other person I really know that has seen this movie. And it's a good one. Let's talk to Brianna Wellen, the managing editor at the Chicago Reader, about psychics and the movie vibes. Brianna, thank you for being with us today. Oh my god, thank you so much for having me <laughs> to talk about this very special film. So I gotta ask, what made you see the movie? Because I saw it because I worked at a video store and I saw the cover and thought, what? So I saw it because of you tweeting about it, actually. Oh my god, I'm so proud of myself. You, you tweeted about this movie and I was like, how have I never seen mm-hmm. a movie starring Cyndi Lauper and Jeff Goldblum from the 80s? Like. Yeah. And so then I instantly, like, I shout out to my friends Miko and Cody, who are like, we also saw that tweet and we've never seen this. And we all had, like, a virtual movie night during oh the pandemic. Oh, my God. And now I'm obsessed with it. I've seen it, like, ten times. <laughs> <laughs> Similarly, after I watched it, I think I watched it five more times. And I was, like, trying to get everyone to watch it. I'm like, this movie is crazy. And again, like you said, you're like, how is there a movie with Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper right. and their psychics? And I never heard about it. Exactly. And Steve Buscemi's in the movie. Like hot Steve Buscemi. 
<laughs> yeah, like, he's kind of hot. He's in hot it. in it. Like 1988 hot. Wow, good for you. <laughs> no, so do you have any experience with psychics at all? Like, are you interested in that kind of stuff? Definitely. Um, just hearing you talk about it, I was like remembering that the first time I ever went and got my cards read was at oh. like a fair in my hometown. I'm from Rockton, Illinois. Okay, shout out Rockton. So, shout out Rockton. Wait, where is Rockton? It's not Rockford. It's just north of Rockford, right on the border. Kind Illinois, of confusing Wisconsin. that it's so similar to Yeah, me. there was just a giant um, factory explosion there. Oh, no. Check the news. Um, oh, my God. We're all good. It's, everyone's fine. Everyone's fine. Um, but yeah, it was every year there's a fair called Old Settlers Days because it's that kind of town. Ooh, Old Settlers. So there's like log cabins, mm-hmm. tarot. Yeah. So <laughs> like while some like country musician I've never heard of is like playing in the background on a stage, I was like, oh, a tarot card time. I was probably like 16 or 17. Oh, perfect. I don't remember what that reading was. Oh. I, I totally forgot that it even happened until you were telling um, me Have story. you ever done, have you done readings since then that you were like, yes. that's eerie? So... My main like tarot or psychic experience was getting my cards read when I was in New Orleans. Ooh, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I felt like it was that was the place mm-hmm. that I needed to do it. Absolutely, and I, and I totally trusted the person who was reading my cards, and it was still like kind of vague in a way that I can see where people would be like skeptical if they heard the things. Right, like if you're recounting it, and they're like, ah. But I just I remember. Um, my cards were drawn and they were like, there's some stuff with like your mother that you need to like work oh. through, which again, like sounds very vague, but when you're hearing it and it like applies to something in your life, you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, giving all my money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then like another, I can't, I wish I could remember the cards even, but another one was him basically telling me like, you need to write a book. Oh. And like, I, I haven't done that yet. It's been six years, but it's like, I think about it all the time. I'm like, this person yeah. is like, you're, you need to write a book. Like, that's like what your life is leading towards. Basically. Because the good thing with writing books is that you can do that at any time. Exactly. And so it's like, that can always be in your mind. And then you're finally one day going to do it. And you're going to be like, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. my dreams are coming true. <laughs> the universe <laughs> has said. Yes. The universe wants the book. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, somebody like <laughs> is willing that into me, which is really nice to have the support of the universe if no one else. It is weird. Like I, I got another one, um, I think for my thirty-first birthday or something, and when they, for some reason, I, I mean, I both times I got like emotional. You know, I like wanted to cry when they're like yeah, so this happened, right? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> thank you for seeing me. Right? Oh, and they're just strangers. And I mean, I'm, they probably have people cry and confess things to them constantly. But mm. I always am like, I do that and then I get embarrassed. Yeah, I can't, they're, they have to be like therapists in their own right. Like Absolutely. The way, and I'm sure it's got to be all over the place. Like some people must like scream at them. Like, <laughs> Anytime, oh, yeah. like, you the disagree. death card is, like, yeah. pulled, like you were saying about your like, I would just be like, no. Mm-mm. Like, what? <laughs> well, that was so weird. And then, like, afterwards, both of my grandmothers died in that period of time. So mm-hmm. I was like, maybe that, maybe was, that was it. But that's I mean. the thing, too. Like, you find the clues after the fact. You're right. like, oh, this is what they were talking about when they said, like, 
a door was going to open for me. Yeah. They meant this like actual door that I'm walking through right now. Like yes. <laughs> they saw this. Well, even like that original one, that guy that had broken up with me and stuff. And she, mm-hmm. I was like, she predicted everything. And he's like, this is self, you're making it a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm like, no, I'm not because you're the one dumping me. So <laughs> do you see how that happened? You're making it a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy actually. So just so you know. Um, and the thing, okay, so the thing I like about Vibes too is that it touches on different kinds of psychics because there's different kinds of psychics. Exactly, yes. And honestly, like I love ghosts so much, but I'm probably not going to talk about ghosts that much today unless it gets there. I don't know. But there's a lot of movies, you know, like Poltergeist or something mm-hmm. where there's like a medium that comes in. I mean, that's an iconic medium. Yeah. Um, that comes in and, and does, it, does the reading with the ghost and everything. And I love that stuff, but I feel like that's different than than these psychics that we meet in this film and even Mm -hmm. the people that do tarot because I feel like they're not talking to ghosts right it's something else it's all and what I've (laughs) picked up from this movie is it's all about like some specific connection to like something outside of our physical world yeah right yeah like whether it's ghosts or just like this like intuition or energy or mm-hmm. or like so jeff goldblum's character has it where he can pick up an object and he can tell the history of the object which right. if that's a real that's a cool power i what i'm wondering is like his power specifically how does he turn it on and off like is it like every time he touches something he's like whoa I wonder that with so many of mm-hmm. the psychic power stuff where mm-hmm. like, I mean, even if you could read minds, you'd have to learn how to turn that off. Right. That would be so annoying. It's way too much. Yeah. Wait, you know, I do like to pretend that I'm a, I'm an actual medium. I know I said I wouldn't talk about ghosts, but I do sometimes like to, I mean, I did that in this building. We recorded Lincoln Lodge, but when we were first here, I went down to the basement and I knew I would be asked to carry stuff up and down from the basement. And so I went down there and I said, this is haunted and I will not be going down here. And I have not been asked to go down there since because they... <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark Geary at the Lincoln Lodge really respected the idea that I somehow knew about ghosts. Um, I mean, it's a creepy basement, but I think I made that up. Um, so. I, I mean, it sounds to me like you didn't want to carry stuff, but I do that is mostly it. believe that there is like a feeling. I love walking into a house and going, this might be haunted. When you're in a place, yeah. Yeah, you never know. And sometimes I just like to put that in people's brains and just see what what they do with it. Well, that's like a prank. I think about that in my own house that I live in right now, like all the time. I'm like, I've lived there for like three years now. I'm like, this is the kind of place that would totally be haunted. Is it an old building? It is an old building. Mm. And it's like, it's like a two flat with like an attic, like classic Chicago kind of apartment. And I just, I'm like, I, but I've never felt it. I'm like this. If you've never felt it, I don't think it's there. Yeah. Yeah, this should be haunted, but it's not. And that makes me believe that when I feel like something is haunted, yep. that that's real. If I know when it's not, then I know when it is. Dude, you know? absolutely. <laughs> like having been in haunted places now, I'm like, you can feel that energy. And so I'm like, okay, this isn't mm-hmm. haunted. Well, my workplace um, in the in the great before, we moved into a new office and a bunch of us were like, a bunch of us women were feeling like, the women's bathroom was haunted. The bathroom. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd be in the bathroom and you'd hear someone walk in and no one was in there. Um, and yeah, it was weird. Absolutely not. Nope. Ghosts <laughs> gotta piss, you guys. Ghosts, even ghosts have ways. Famously, ghosts are just always yeah. pissing. Yeah. <laughs> That's my haunting. When I when I come back, because I do pee a lot because I drink a lot of water, I will be pissing constantly. <laughs> That's how you know I'm in this building. I will haunt the Lincoln Lodge specifically and will always be in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it was like so weird because someone brought it up in like a Slack channel. They're like, the weirdest thing just happened to me. Like, do you guys think the bathroom's haunted? And then a bunch of people were like, yes, I have experienced that. I think it's haunted. And then I looked it up and I was like, what is this building? It oh. was this old, it's a building in Wicker Park and here in Chicago. And it used to be like a department store and there was a death in the elevator. And I think the elevator had been moved and the original elevator was the stairwell that is right next to the bathroom. Rest my case, Your Honor. Bathroom's haunted. Elevators are also the scariest thing to me. No, thanks. I, I, I love that you were like, go up. let's not talk about ghosts. And See, immediately the, that's all. We're the problem is that I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> I might be possessed constantly to talk about ghosts. You might be a ghost. I might. I'm a ghost the whole time. You're pushing the big ghost agenda. I I, I think they're using me to get that out there. They're mm-hmm. like, Stephanie, you, you need to. You need to. <laughs> just yesterday, I was doing laundry in our laundry room. I don't think that my apartment's haunted either. But I was in the basement, and I was just like, this basement's not feeling good right now. Mm. And so I, I was doing the laundry, and I turned around and said, don't follow me, just in case. Just in case. Yeah. See, the, my boyfriend's apartment i'm pretty sure it is haunted oh no and what i always say to him or whenever i'm over there i'm like we are sharing the space with a ghost probably so just like be like considerate that's exactly like, just it. like don't be mean yeah to the ghost and you'll be fine that's exactly yeah. it you apparently you're supposed to be kind of direct but be like that like be respectful mm-hmm. but if you like need them to leave you alone you're supposed to say leave me alone mm-hmm. don't follow me not right now it's you know ghosts are just like your little brother <laughs> Like, go away. Yeah. Just teach them the ways of the world. It's been too long for them. Yeah, you know? yeah. They're all Victorian. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> um, so a little bit about Vibes for anyone that's never heard of it. It's from 1988, directed by Ken Quapis. I think that's how you say his name. Um, he had previously directed Follow That Bird, the Sesame Street film. I don't know if everyone remembers that. And then he later directed Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and a bunch of TV shows. So this guy is... Good. We're already in it. <laughs> we love him. We actually adore him. He's, he also directed He's Not That Into You, the adaptation mm-hmm. of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the book, obviously, that was written by a famous Sex in the City uh, episode writer, because that's a great episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so the the plot follows Cindy Lauper as Sil- Sylvia Pickell. It's Pickle, no. but she says it's Pickell. And Jeff Goldblum as Nick Deasy. Uh, Sylvia is a trance medium and she's got a spirit guide that's like possessing her and her name is Louise and um, I guess she began communicating with Louise after she fell off a ladder so that's kind of cool suddenly Louise uh, taught her to astral project and stuff like that so it's a whole thing and then Nick Deasy like we said is a psychometrist which means that he can tell the history of things by, by picking them up so those are their psychic powers. They get like asked and evaluated by by their powers, which seems amazing. Something that I found really interesting, like in this world, mm. people know that psychics are real and they totally accept that it's real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like no one is like that. You can't do that. They like are actually like exploited for their psychic abilities. Yeah, you're right. Now, did you know this that apparently the I think the FBI or the CIA, I don't really know what either of them do except for secret stuff, that they had, like, they have 
interviewed psychics. They have tried to see I if totally people have believe psychics. That. Yeah. I think the movie Men and Stare, Men That Stare at Goats is like oh, kind of about right. that. Yeah. Another psychic film, but mm-hmm. um I didn't finish it. I saw it on a plane. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it being very good. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember people being like, What is this film? Mm-hmm. Um, but it alludes to that that they had like trained psychics or mm-hmm. or they have they have tested their abilities to yeah. see if they're real because they're not going to stop at anything if they think that you can move a weapon with your right. brain they're they're going to use it well that's even like the and i just watched this again this morning so it's also fresh oh, in my please. mind but like the very beginning when they're testing all the different mm-hmm. psychics who we just like never see again we never see them again the one guy who's like trying to move like an ashtray and he's like it moves like a centimeter and he's like yeah that took me five hours and i peed myself <laughs> i'm like at what cost are we trying to move weapons <laughs> it's like <laughs> i also love that because it it shows you that there's yeah yeah these are natural abilities but like no one's a prod prodigy you know exactly no one's a virtuoso like yeah you can sing but you gotta take lessons you gotta mm-hmm. practice all that kind of stuff so same with psychics and these two get um they get hired to go to ecuador and you just saw it recently so what what is the original pitch that they're given <laughs> okay so <laughs> this movie's wild this like, movie's amazing it's so good but like the plot and the tone of the movie we're going this way we're going that so way so drastically throughout and jeff goldblum like is his jeff goldblumiest oh, in this movie absolutely. and cindy lopper is like toning herself, herself down. down it's crazy yes. uh well so cindy lopper comes home from a long day at um mm. psychic school wherever mm-hmm. they're at and Columbo himself, Peter Fuck, is in her yes. kitchen and was like, we need to find my son in Ecuador. That's what the original picture was. I was like, I don't remember how they got to Ecuador. Yeah. And then I had to come here, so I didn't look it up. But um, So they, yeah, she goes and she, her and Jeff Goldblum had been named top of the class right before that. So Pretty she's cool. like, Jeff Goldblum, we've got to find this man's son. Mm-hmm. And then they get there and they realize he doesn't have a son. He's trying to find like the source no. of all psychic power. Like no big deal. It was all a ruse because there's a source of all psychic power, you guys. It's this like legendary city of gold. And now they have to find it. And they have to like stop these guys from using the psychic powers when they find it. And it's like it was made by an alien race. So now we got alien, ancient aliens coming mm-hmm. into the mix at the mm-hmm. end of the movie, which is like pretty wild. But they, you know, they get in all kinds of antics. <laughs> Again, the like, <laughs> the leaps. And I love every second of it, but it's, it is like 10 different movies in one movie. When they actually get to Ecuador, first of all, it is just like hijinks all of a sudden. <laughs> and then when they get to this like city of gold thing, it, it, it's, uh, it's like scary. Yeah, it's Indiana Jones all of a sudden. It's like mm-hmm. kind of scary. They're at the Temple of Doom. I'm like, total tone shift. Yeah. I saw, I think I saw this on maybe the Wikipedia page mm. earlier today, but it was something like the movie was originally pitched as like romancing the Ghostbusters Temple of Doom or something. That is so accurate for how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> it's like part romantic comedy with these two psychics, which I would watch 10 of that film. Oh my God. Hollywood, at Hollywood, make it, make <laughs> mm-hmm. all of those. Um, it's that, they go on this journey. There are spirits. Now there's aliens at the end. I mean, we don't really see aliens, but we know that they built it. Yeah, Yeah. we know they built it, Mm -hmm. which is like, okay, we're positing a lot of theories in here. (laughs) A lot going on in this (laughs) film. (laughs) And then they get together, which, spoiler alert, of course, they get together at the end, and she, Cindy hits her head on the headboard when they're about to make love, Mm -hmm. 
And then a new spirit enters her. Louise leaves, and it's a new spirit. It's the spirit of, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Um, Peter Fox character dies, and he is now the spirit. And I was like, where is the sequel? Obviously setting up for the sequel, <laughs> and we never get it. <sighs> never. I feel like we need justice for this film, which is why we're talking about it today. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully this is like, we're rebooting everything. Why not vibes? Why not vibes? Why not reboot movies that just never had a chance? Because this movie has like a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And which is too low. Oh, my God. I... The critics like reviews, like Roger Ebert's review, was. So I wrote it down. Mean. I yes, have to. Please. I have to read it because it was like it was. It was like weirdly existential. Um, he gave it one out of four stars. Rude, and he wrote movies like Vibes appear and disappear like fireflies in the dog days of summer. <laughs> nobody seems to have made them. Nobody sees them, and nobody remembers them. That's what. <laughs> and and I did feel a certain sense of like. I agreed with that when I read yeah. it because I hadn't heard about Me it either. Yeah. until recently. And, and then I texted my parents because I did use their Amazon account to rent it. Okay, Shout thank out you, parents. to Dave and Cindy Wellen. Shout um, out. So I texted them. I was like, oh, I rented this if you guys want to watch it. We have it for 48 hours. <laughs> and my dad was like, yes, I remember seeing that when it came out. Period. <laughs> did he like it? And I was like, it's fun, right? He's like, no one took Cindy Lauper seriously as an actor because they wanted her to be goofy. And yeah. didn't realize her intelligence. And I was like, Dad. That's amazing. Wow. Go off, Dad. That's true. That's so true. <laughs> it's also such like, that review is poetic. And it's also sad because you're like, think of all the great masterpieces. Yes. Or perfectly fine films that just leave the ether. They, they're made and we never talk about them again. Ever, ever, ever. So true. Yeah. Even like, yeah, like Oscar winners. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? I, that's one of my favorite like trivia things when it, it's Oscar time is to go through all like the nominees and the mm-hmm. winners and be like, no one even where? remembers this film. Yeah. Where? Where are <laughs> what they? What happened here? Um, sorry, La La Land. That's going to happen to you. I <laughs> bet it will. Oh my God. <laughs> Honestly. Speaking of um, the Cindy Lauper situation though, um, I also read, which uh, it was amazing. Cindy, well, Cindy and Jeff didn't get along during filming. Cindy wrote in her memoir. Which makes me very sad. Makes me so sad. And then even sadder is that Dan Aykroyd was originally supposed to be in that character. Makes a ton of sense. Dan Aykroyd's mm-hmm. super, super spooky. He, mm-hmm. like, grew up in a funeral home or something. And that was his, like, prime. Yes. Like, 88. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, is that before or after he did, um, he made a lot of weird movies. But it was definitely after... Blues Brothers, SNL, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, Blues Brothers 2000 is um, equally ridiculous. It probably has the same <laughs> plot structure as this. I was like, where are you going with this? Equally as good as Blues Brothers? Is that equally what she's as about good to as say? Blues Brothers. <laughs> equal. It's equal. Erica Badu is in that film. That's true. People don't mm-hmm. remember that. Another film that came and went. Um, but Dan Arcord was supposed to be in it, and then he met Cindy Lauper, and he just like didn't like her vibes. And he said no. Her vibes. Didn't like him. What I actually really love about that mm. is that the studio was like, okay, well, we're going to keep Cindy, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that was that would be really rare at that time, especially with Dan Aykroyd, like, right. that they would normally be like, oh, we'll find another, like, woman to be in this with you. Yeah. And the fact that they were like, oh, no, this is, like, Cindy's movie. I'm like, <laughs> yes, bitch, you got this. I love it. It is amazing because she had never acted before. 
And I think she's amazing. She's good. She has a lot of heart. I can't believe she wasn't in more movies, mm-hmm. honestly. She was in like um, this children's, I think, made for TV movie um, called, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name because it's like one of my favorite movies when I was a child. It's like Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme. That's what it's called. And she plays. Okay, going home after this immediately, trying to find that. Oh, that movie, okay, Vibes and Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme double feature is worth it because she plays Little Miss Muffet, I think, and a bunch of rock stars are in it. Little Richard is in it. Um, Shelley Duvall's in it. Yeah, ZZ Top's in it as the three men in the tub. (laughs) Oh, it's the band. I'm like, he's all of them? No, it's different. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all different. Um, There are so many, yeah, so many like rock stars are in the movie. And it's a musical. So, yeah. That was, and I will say, I was also really proud of this movie for having the restraint of not having like a weird yes. scene where Cindy Lauper's like, "Oh, I'll perform in this hotel lobby or whatever," and like <laughs> sings a song. It's like, no, she's straight acting here. You're right, because I feel like <laughs> that that would happen today, or that's oh, like yeah. Madonna in in Dick Tracy. Exactly. I mean, she's great in that part where she sings, and that otherwise, mm-hmm. that movie is grotesque to me, and I don't like it. And I'm a Terrifying. huge Madonna fan. Terrifying. Don't like it. Disgusting film. <laughs> I'll only watch her sing. But Cindy, so see, she, this is her first one. She did act again, obviously, Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme. And then she played a psychic in Bones in an episode of Bones mm-hmm. in 2009. That's right. I mean, bring it back. I totally forgot about that. Bring it on Amazing. home. And, and she, like, one of my favorite things about this movie that I think makes it endlessly watchable for mm-hmm. me is her outfits. Oh, yeah. And, like, the way she looks in this movie is just, like, so She looks so cool. Good yeah. and cool. <laughs> I also read her um, saying about the movie that she's like, yeah, they wanted me to, like, you know, tone everything down, be more subtle, including the outfits. She's like, I would never wear this stuff. It's too plain for me. <laughs> and it's still, <laughs> yeah. like, colorful, frills, oh my God, like, yeah. all these things. <laughs> the other thing I read um, related to that was that she was like, yeah, like, apparently when you're, like, acting in front of a camera, you have to, like, stay still. And, like, I'm not used to that. <laughs> Like that's amazing. <laughs> she's so good. She's so she's, good. I mean, her music's great. She's good in this film and all the separate things. But I'm just trying to sing her praises mm-hmm. and say that Hollywood. She's still around. Yeah, book Put her and more stuff. And the knowing that her and Jeff Goldblum didn't get along behind the scenes, you don't see that in the film at all. I feel like no, like they are their chemistry's off the charts, which means that they were good at acting. Exactly. They were really good. Exactly. I think that she she seems really, like, she felt really real to me. And like you said, knowing that was like, oh, my God, she overcame that mm-hmm. they didn't get along. Yeah. And oh. it's crazy that both of those guys didn't like her, which makes me be like, did they just, did they not like that she had never acted before and they thought she was going to be unprofessional or something? Or they were prejudging her for being a girl mm-hmm. that just wants to have fun? Famously, a girl who just wants to have fun. Famously. I feel like... That was a time, too, where they were just like, we want to be the star. Yeah. You know, like, we're a man who wants to be a star in this film. And, like, you're, like, stunt casting, quote, unquote, with, like, this pop star or whatever. Had The Fly come out yet? With with her with her boy Jeffy Gloom, I th- I thought that was earlier in the eighties, but I'm I think not so sure. too. Which is also mm-hmm. a strange thing for him to do like a serious body horror movie and then go to Vibes. <laughs> Though watching Vibes, I did see I was like, okay, this does feel like a natural progression into Jurassic Park. 
Oh me. yeah, it's a very similar like tone of character. Exactly, pretty cool. And, and he's like super into like museum stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea that every movie you do is just an audition for the next one. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's all just like a chart. Like yeah, yeah. that's our like guy. Anamorphs basically. Oh my god, it's a Jeff Goldblum anamorph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my one listener, um, can you make that? That's a joke. I don't know if anyone listens yet. Um, none of these have been released. Uh, I can't wait, though, for that fan art. That fan art for this one thing. <laughs> someone draws e- it with crayon. Even if it's not like a listener, someone's got a Google alert on Jeff Goldblum who's like just been waiting to do this. They have two go- Google alerts in his Animorphs <laughs> and Jeff Goldblum. Finally! Yeah. It's like their bat signal, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. It's I, I'm picturing like Close Encounters of the Third Kind with the mashed potatoes right now, but with <laughs> this this animorphs um which Amazing. is another you know kind of psychic movie there true and what, i mean alien psychic yeah we're all coming together i mean i love i love this stuff putting it in this tone where it's just goofy mm-hmm. and you know fun and silly i love all kinds of spooky stuff that does this um i was trying to think of like other movies with psychics and how they use psychics i mean ghost mm-hmm. is the first one that comes to mind sure, with whoopee of course you endanger girls classic mm-hmm. um oscar yeah what, what can you do she was great yeah she was phenomenal in that movie and then um i also thought of the the hitchcock movie okay so i thought of two movies where people fake being psychics there's a british film that i only recently saw because it was on uh, hbo max i think and it's called seance on a wet afternoon <laughs> Which is the title of my <laughs> memoir for sure, <laughs> and it's funny that's British because it feels like, that also feels like a Tennessee Williams title. Yeah, I was. It's weirdly like I feel like British people don't believe in psychics. <laughs> no, right? I don't think so. I mean, British people. Well, kind of crazy. Brit- I mean, British people. There's a lot of like that Celtic like lore in the oh, background. True, true, yes. But it feels like everything is like you know carry on, even though everything's hella haunted because it's like ancient as hell. Of course, yeah, so crazy. And there's a lot of ley lines in in Britain. And mm. for anyone that doesn't, ley lines are like these like psychic or supernatural highways almost. And the idea is that like that's where all these spirits kind of move, and so where they intersect is where there's going to be a lot of activity. Mm-hmm lot of activity i once wrote um for like a history website about this like old one of the oldest inns that's still operating in in the uk and it's super haunted and to my luck there was a ghost adventures episode on it thank god and i I know (laughs) thank god and i watched it and the man that owned it was this tiny british man um and he starts talking about all the different spirits people see and he's like oh and also there's a sex demon (laughs) (laughs) what uh, what is the sex demon's mm-hmm. like job? Like, what what do they do? Yeah, I think the sex demon's kind of like a sex pest, and they just kind of mm. you're sleeping, and they're like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, <laughs> I'm horny. <laughs> I think he meant like a succubus or an incubus, but he like didn't go off. He was just like, and a sex demon, and of course. I mean, you guys know. <laughs> We've all encountered the ghost adventures crew, but that place was like on ley lines. And that's mm-hmm. what I remember. That's why I'm thinking about it. But um, this movie was like a couple and one of them was a medium and the other was not. But they worked together to kidnap a child and then help 
the authorities find the child, you know, so it's like mm-hmm. fake mediumship. Yeah. Um, which I honestly thought that it was really cool, but it was like a British movie in like 1960s. So it was very slow and yeah. there's like no music and everything's quiet. Um, which, well, that's yeah. kind of the, um, that TV show psych, right? Mm, that's like mm-hmm. that whole concept is he pretends to be psychic, but he's actually just like observant. Oh, and that's crimes. Yeah. So, he's <laughs> so in that sense, detectives are psychics. Yeah. I've of. never seen Psych, i got to be honest with you, but my I, parents like I've it. I've barely seen it. Yeah, it's kind of a parent's show, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I remember my mom really describing episodes of it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've really heard about a lot of those episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's so cool that Psych did that. <laughs> I don't know if that's his name. <laughs> Mr. Psych. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Psych's up to no good again, isn't he? <laughs> yeah it's a it's a cool device like i love Mm -hmm. it um i listen to this other podcast called celebrity book club and do you listen to it love it yes i love it shout out chelsea chelsea devontes uh great host also super nice person and she um she was saying that like in all these celebrity memoirs they always go to a psychic Mm -hmm. and she's right they Mm -hmm. all do it's like this plot device that we all use in fiction and in our own reality. Yeah. Totally. Well, and I think of like, um, I'm a huge, like, into Real Housewives too. Oh. And oh, they, do they go a they lot? Always go to psychics. And it's always something where they're like, there's like one person going in who's like, I don't really believe in this kind of a thing. And they're mm-hmm. like, how did they know my grandmother died, like, <laughs> by the sea or whatever? By the sea. Like, well, no one could possibly know that. You Long know? Island Medium, very similar. Yes. They, you know, but. A long time, it, the psychics being like in reality TV is yeah. so interesting to yeah. me because Long Island Medium has been called out. Like people are like, we know oh. what what you do. Like mm-hmm. we know your tricks, mm-hmm. basically. And I'm yeah. like, you're just setting yourself up to be under this microscope. Yeah. And I fully believe that people do have like gifts, like. Mm-hmm that people can do these sorts of things and to I, yeah, I do too. turn like public perception against them by being yeah. in, and that position is just like really unfair and, and uncool. Not only that, but it's like it's it's almost there's that element and then there's like, well she agreed to do the show and like that crossing over John Edwards guy, I remember oh, him too. Yeah. It's almost like their ego is so big. They're kind of, I mean they're kind of like ultimate scam artists in that way totally where it's like i can scam the entire Mm -hmm. nation on tv for several seasons not big deal Mm -hmm. come on i can't remember this guy's name he's a newer one and he's like younger okay hot um (laughs) he's childlike hot young psychic (laughs) okay you didn't say he was a child i didn't say that i meant i yes he's not hot to me (laughs) i think he's over 18 though so go off everybody okay everybody have fun Uh, (laughs) twitter go off but he did one um, with Lil' Kim, and it was she was basically asking, like, who killed Biggie? Oh, my God. Or Tupac. Who was she with? <laughs> I'm showing my pop culture. I think she was Biggie. Yeah. I think she was with Biggie. Biggie. She was mm-hmm. like, and oh no, he was like, someone definitely did. And she was like, oh, my God, I knew it. <laughs> well, she's like, I know I that. That's why I asked you. <laughs> but she got so emotional on the show. And they said, it like, you know, there were so many commercial breaks. Like, we're going to find out. Oh, my God. And then he never gave, like, a name or a clue. No. He was just like, it, it was foul play. It was someone bad. And she was like, <laughs> thank you so much. 
what did what did he think like <laughs> he got abducted by aliens actually right sorry didn't happen like ugh. and i think okay i forget the details about um that story a lot but i think they know who did they do know who did it it's just like they can never tie it to the person or something like that maybe i'm sorry i yeah. shouldn't be conjecturing i'm not a psychic <laughs> Oh my god, really? This whole time. <laughs> no. I, I told you, you this were. place is haunted. It's haunted. Okay. It's haunted. So, there are times you ever feel like um either I'll have a dream, you know, or or I'm watching something and or someone's telling me something and I'm like connecting dots really well and I'm like, I think I might be psychic. <laughs> really I'm just or, using inference skills. Oh my god. It's like that deja vu feeling too, where you're like, I knew this was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just because you're like really tired or something, like your brain's moving slower. <laughs> so it feels like it's happening twice in a row. <laughs> I already saw this. Yeah. That's <laughs> next time I have deja vu, I'm just gonna go, I already saw this out loud. <laughs> See what happens. I love that. What happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dreams too though, where I'll be like, Wow, I had this dream and that was the, the universe is telling me something but then it's like the next day i'll have a dream where it's like i went to high school in a mall so it's like <laughs> exactly. what is it what does it all mean i literally sometimes have dreams that i'm sleeping like i'm like this is <laughs> wait no <laughs> your dream is just you sleeping <laughs> it's just like me like in my bed but i'm like this isn't me really sleeping though this is dream sleeping what is it trying to tell me are you watching yourself sleep or do you are you experiencing sleep, <laughs> <I'm> experiencing sleep. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> dreams what does it mean guys what does it mean when you're sleeping in your dreams please call in i would love it if it had like a chaotic answer like if you sleep in your dreams it means that uh, you can visualize your future or something god yeah i don't know if i want that that's the other thing right like that's how we should end this is do you want psychic powers i don't no i don't Mm -hmm. it sounds stressful it's or well i guess i wouldn't want to know the rules like we were saying earlier like can I turn this on and off? Yeah. Am I just constantly being like ghosts are swirling around me, spirits? Everything. Every time I touch a table, I'm like, I know exactly what happened at this table. Yeah. For its entire existence, like that does feel like too way too much. It does. It feels like you would be really. I think, like, if I could read people's thoughts or see your past or something, I feel like it make me really, really cynical, really yeah. jaded. Yeah. Or like being able to see the future is, makes it kind of like, well, like, what's the point of? Yeah. XYZ like I already know what's gonna happen so like right ultimate nihilist mm-hmm. after that you just are like forget, fuck mm-hmm. at it forget it I don't need it but I do like the idea of solving crimes I also if I had psychic abilities I would use them for solving crimes for yes. sure yeah um that's I mean I know that they do use psychics a lot in investigations um just to like get the inspiration and everything like that mm-hmm. but um it's I don't know how they vet them <laughs> Right? <laughs> that's the other thing, too. Yeah, yeah. How do you determine if that's like it is good? And and that's kind of what, back to vibes, like the beginning of the movie is right. them like testing the powers. Yeah. But it, that also felt really like gross. Like you're doing like lab experiments on humans. Like It's like X-Men. Know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, I mean, there's, you know, telekinesis mm-hmm. in X-Men, too. It is like everything can be experimented on and tested and evaluated. Yeah. Even your powers, you're not so special. <laughs> and even like to our our like real life experiences with like psychics. Yeah. Like even if that is real and they're good, it's still going to be like kind of vague. Like Oh, right. Like I would feel very stressed out if I was a psychic who was going to give people readings yeah. and then I told them something that ended up being like wrong and they oh, like live their God. whole life by that. 
like I think about that sometimes where I'm like, do people, yeah, if you give a bad reading or something, do they get in touch with you and are like, yeah, just so you know. (laughs) This didn't happen. Yeah. Or it did happen and my life is in shambles. Thanks. Right? Yeah. Like you could have given me like a little bit more, like more tools to Mm -hmm. get through this instead of just being like. Oh, everyone you know is going to die. Um, <laughs> good bye. luck. Yeah. <laughs> the shittiest psychic. Just good luck. Yeah. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Brianna, thank you so much for talking to me today. And I mean, I think we can both confidently say that vibe should be remade and revisited. 100%. And I, I will go on record as saying I want it to be remade with Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum again. Yes. Maybe they'll get along better now. Exactly. Age does wonderful things to all of us. Yeah. Yeah, they're in a different place now. Where can the good people find you if you want them to stalk you? Goodness. Please follow me on Twitter at Brianna Wellen. Please follow my cats on Instagram at Miso and Tofu. Oh my God. Adorable. Um, And check out the Chicago Reader every week, chicagoreader.com. Read it, read it, and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, Guys, thank you for listening. As always, I've been uh, Stephanie Weber. Uh, Christine Ferrer is our producer. Um, music is by Mark Weber, art by Brock Alter, and um, thoughts by the universe. Thank you guys so much. Goodbye.